listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. So today we are doing a deal analysis for a first-time home buyer buying his first ever house sack down in Colorado Springs. My name is Chris Lopez, and I got my two co-hosts here today. The first one is Jenny Bayless. Jenny, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing great. I I've I was forewarned by you and Leah to be wowed by these numbers. So <laughs> I'm excited to jump into this deal because you two are excited about this, and that gets me excited. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to jump into this. And our second co-host is Leah Keeling. Leah, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Chris? Doing great. And so everyone knows, you know, this is a, a client and a deal that Leah put together and she really knows, knows all the facts. Um, so what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to go through, give a quick background on the client profile, and then we're actually go through and fill out the spreadsheet live while I ask questions to Leah. She tells me numbers and we talk about the results here, maybe play a few sneers as well. So if you're listening to the podcast, we'll do our best to talk the numbers. As always, check the show notes or check the uh, YouTube channel if you want to see the spreadsheets themselves. So, Jenny, I'm going to ask you the first question. Talk to us about the client background. Set, set this deal up for us. All right. So this client, he is a first-time home buyer, first-time investor, and he decided to go all in on his house hack. Um, I was really excited when we talked to him just to kind of see what his goals were. And um, yeah, he he is like the epitome of a house hacker, I would say. Um, so in going through the process, we, you know, we had to take a lot of time to kind of explain the home buying process. Um, it's a little bit different uh, with a home buyer versus an investor. There's you know some different nuances to that. So we took a lot of time doing that. Um, he went on quite a few showings with with Leah uh, as well and you know just to kind of absorb how the market moves, uh, the type of property that he'd be getting within his budget, just kind of getting ideas of what it is that he wants to do, refining his strategy as he went along and then, um, finally, when the perfect opportunity arose, he executed uh, flawlessly on it. Yes. So, when you say when all on the house hacking, like what do you, what do you mean exactly? <laughs> Leah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's like building a partition or something for him to sleep sleep in. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that is what we mean. Yeah, he's he's doing, you know, the Craig Curlop version of, of house hacking. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. So he was willing to sleep in like crawl spaces. <laughs> like, it was a lot of fun doing showings with him. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. That that paints the picture. Okay. So Leah, I mean, what were the initial like search parameters? Like what what were you guys looking for? Like, yeah, there's the initial what we look for. And we start looking at properties and how that evolved. So what was the initial search like? Well, initially, I feel like he didn't really have a good idea of what he wanted, being that he had never even gone on showings to see houses. So I remember the first house I showed him was an older home in old Colorado City. And it was really small. I think it was like a two or three bedroom Um And so we looked through quite a few properties before realizing that he wanted, you know, the four bedroom over, you know, 1600 square feet, 
So it took a few showings and we, we worked that out. So, so that's how, how that evolved. Okay. And then, uh, talk to about the, the, like, what's the specific overview of this property? Like what, what is it is, I mean, what is it and where is it? Talk mm-hmm. to us about the property he bought. So he bought a four bedroom, uh, four bedroom, two bath, um, in the Pinehurst area of Colorado Springs. So it's just a little over 1700 square feet. Uh, perfect for, perfect for him. Okay. And what type of financing did he plan on using Um, for this? He did a conventional, I believe 3% down. Okay. So we did someone change the down payment percentage to three percent, mm-hmm. and I'm filling. I'm starting to fill the spreadsheet now for so for our podcast listeners to know. And what was the what was the negotiation process like? What was the property listed at, and what did you what did it finally sell for? Like, what was the purchase price on here? Yeah, so I think the property was listed at like three hundred, um, and. This property actually had fell out of a previous contract. So um, when I called the agent, he had the previous appraisal and everything, and he sent it over. And so we just came in right at the appraisal value, which was 311. Okay. Um, But later in the phase two negotiations, we actually were able to negotiate it down to 307. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. So let's go, let's go and start talking about that because, you know, the, you know, the very first step of the process of putting the offer in, and as everyone knows in this market, mm-hmm. it's tough. <laughs> you get under contract. Great. Then there always starts the inspection, the due diligence, uh, all that process, which is often the second round of negotiations. So what was the inspection process like? And what did it, uh, what did it drum up? Cause it, it always drums up something. Yeah. So the inspection came back. It was, it wasn't bad, but it was high on radon. Um, so we negotiated a $1,500 concession. Um, and so that was, that worked out good, but then, uh, our appraisal actually came back lower than the previous appraisal. (laughs) So, we had to negotiate through that. Um, so what we did was we amended that that seller concession and we just agreed to lower the purchase price to the new appraised value, which okay. was 307. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you have to edit no, your this, there. No, but this is why I like to actually kind of do the spreadsheet live because this is how really underwriting a deal is, is and and it shows people, hey, we when we go on before we look at a property, here's what we think. We go under contract, this happens, this happens, this happens, and you're always constantly adjusting it throughout. Um, and that, that's just part mm-hmm. of uh, the process. I actually like showing that to people. So, Jenny, I want to ask you a question. Why can appraiser one come in at 311, <laughs> and I guess that was fine, and why can appraiser two come at 307? It's the same property, same market. Why are there different values? Oh, I wish I knew. I wish I knew the answer to that. Yeah. If I could, you know, go into an appraiser's brain, I would, I would be a very happy real estate agent, I think, because, um, you know, it's a very subjective process. Um, even though, you know, we're all looking at the same sold comps in the area, it's a matter of what they feel is the most, uh, you know, appropriate 
uh, comparable to the subject property, how they're evaluating some of the components to it. So it, you know, it all kind of boils down to just a lot of moving pieces, a lot of factors as to where the value can come in. Um, And what is interesting, in my opinion, is that because the previous uh, sellers or the previous buyers fell out at financing, they had already gotten through the appraisal and it had been about a month since we have, since we were doing our appraisal uh, on this end. And so you would think that with the market moving up and, and homes closing that it would close at, or it would appraise at a higher price, but apparently that wasn't the case. So, <laughs> so that probably, I imagine surprised everyone there, right? Uh, yes and no, only because we've been running into this issue for <laughs> a couple months now of, of all of our properties not appraising at what we're purchasing them for. Yeah, you guys definitely run into that more than we do here in Denver. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go through there. So inspection, nothing major, typical stuff. I mean, radon, mm-hmm. you know, we always recommend to our clients always do radon tests. You always want to know what those levels are. Um, have a radon system or ha- have high levels of radon, whatever, put a system in thousand bucks, 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, not that much. Um, but nothing, nothing else major in, in the inspection, right? No. Great. Uh-uh. You get to the appraisal, obviously that came in lower than what, uh, was originally expected, but you handled that you negotiated, you got rid of the <laughs> credits, correct for the, the radon and just wrap that into the lower overall purchase price. Yes. All right. And in terms of just like basic acquisition cost, um, you know, what would you ballpark that for, you know, appraisal, closing cost, all those other things that, you know, is part of transacting real estate? So his came in at about 6,500. Okay. So we'll put 6,500 in there. Uh, seller credits, mm-hmm. we got at zero. Initial repair cost. Um, so it needs a radon system. I mean, is that a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks? What do you think? Yeah, so he actually um we had planned like five thousand because he wanted to put um an air conditioning in, the radon system, like just some a little bit of rehab. So we we were thinking five thousand, but he actually is about five thousand dollars into a thirteen thousand dollar renovation. So oh. he's doing full yeah. So why, what, what, what was that just scope creep? Why, why the increase? I think he initially, it was just those few things, but then he's really wanting to push those rents, those room rents. And so he's doing some, you know, some maintenance on a couple of the rooms that are vacant right now. Um, so he's just trying to make it nice before he gets people moved in there so he can really maximize his rents. Great. And so spending, investing more money to update the property to increase rates mm-hmm. and therefore increase cash flow, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And just to try to force some equity into it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we always, you know, remind that, you know, remind our clients, especially, you know, especially first time, you know, home buyers like this gentleman is. Uh, I mean, the very first property I bought, I moved out, turned to rental. I way over improved it. Not that much, but I improved, I over improved it, which is pretty typical for people when they look at rental properties. So that's great that you guys helped them figure out, Hey, here's what we want to focus on. And let's only focus on things that are going to maximize rents and minimize stress over the next couple of years. 
Mm -hmm. So what's the rough breakdown on those updates? So he's got his air conditioning system put in. Um, He has his radon uh, mitigation system put in. And he's doing paint and trim, doors, um, some flooring in a couple of the bedrooms. uh, And then he's updating the bathrooms as well. So he's all in the process of that right now. And then what, what's the financing? Like, what is his interest rate? His interest rate was 2.875. 30 year fixed, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now talk to me about the rents, because this is where I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to start getting wild here. So tell, (laughs) tell me about, about this. Is he, uh, is this when he moves out? Is this why he lives there? What are the rents and what's the plan? Mm-hmm. So he brought two tenants with him um, from wherever he was living previous to this. And so they're in at about $500 a piece. Um, and then he is fixing up the master bedroom uh, where he's going to rent that one for 700 And I guess he has a tenant already for that one. Um, and then he's going to rent that fourth bedroom at 600 So where is he living or is this after he moves out? No. So he <laughs> is actually putting up. <laughs> so there's like a downstairs family room. Um, he's actually putting a wall up in that room and he's going to sleep <laughs> in there. All right. He is committed, huh? Very much. He is so committed. So, uh, four bedrooms, two or 500, 500, 700 and $600 a month in rent brings us a total of mm-hmm. $2,300 a month in rental income. And Jenny mm-hmm. for room by rooms down there, what do you run the vacancy at? Um, I think that, that the 3% is probably fair. I okay. mean, everything is just in such high demand, um, right now. So, all right. So we got, we'll leave 3%. Vacancy, 3% rent, mm-hmm. 5% appreciation. I believe I had three, but I think three five of those? is fair. Okay. I, I mean, we all know what the market's doing now. I mean, the appreciation is the yeah. is, is a wild card right now. Effective tax rate, I'm just going to put at 20% to keep it low and simple. We won't go into mm-hmm. those details. Property management, I'm guessing no, since he's living there, right? Correct. Right. What about monthly repairs and maintenance? So we have that at 8%. All right. And no HOA, no right? HOA. Nope. Okay. Taxes on a place like this? Uh, 950 a year. Insurance? 1150 and utilities, what's the utility situation with the setup he has? So Colorado Springs has all utilities in one. So oh. um, he said he's paying about 220 a month for that. So about 220 a month? Mm-hmm. So about 2,600 bucks a year. And uh, any other Wi-Fi or anything else or is just all in for everything right here? Yeah, I think that's that's everything he gave me. So. Okay. Wonderful. So jump over the cash flow tab here. So purchase price of 307. 
uh, all in down payment. His down payment was about nine thousand bucks, about eight thousand dollars in closing costs, and about thirteen thousand dollars in repair costs. So all in about thirty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars between buying it and the first couple months of owning the property. Has an estimated annual income of about twenty seven hundred or twenty seven thousand six hundred per year. Subtract out vacancy and expenses, leaves us a net operating income of nineteen thousand nine hundred dollars, less the mortgage payments and less mortgage insurance. I forgot to ask about mortgage insurance on the first page. Uh, monthly or prepaid? I'm assuming monthly if it's a three percent down conventional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's monthly. Right. So we've got the estimated amount here. Um, so all together, when you subtract out the expenses from the rent and all the mortgage payments and mortgage insurance, he's cash flowing $3,700 a year while living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So he's making 300 bucks a month while he lives in this place. Exactly. Oh, that's great. I wish I did this like 20 years ago. <laughs> But like, I, I wish know. I knew what I knew now. You know, I'm glad that he's doing it. <laughs> this is and awesome. I believe, yeah, his intent is to keep it um, room rental. So when he's ready to buy his next house hack, he's going to keep it, you know, he's going to manage it with four distinct rooms as well and do the same thing for another home. So the the snowball effect is going to be very very great for him so this works for his like after numbers too once he moves out because everything stays the same other than he's adding one more property to the portfolio yep wow Mm -hmm. yes and he actually likes um doing like fixing like fixing up the houses and he wants he wants that so i think that's pretty cool so we got a 12 percent cash on cash and a 6.2% cap rate. So Jenny, you know the springs a lot more than I do, <laughs> but when you see numbers like that for a house hack while you're living there, is that thumbs up or thumbs down? Oh, it's two thumbs up. That This is excellent. Um, I'm really, really happy for this client. It's exactly what he was looking to do. I think that this is just, you know, a huge win for his portfolio. Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. Yeah. All right. So going down to the return on investment quadrant, we won't spend much time on here because this is pretty typical of what we see. Um, you know, basic numbers here, but the cash flow is at twelve percent uh, cash on cash return, or about thirty seven hundred dollars a year. Our appreciation is about nine thousand dollars at a three percent appreciation rate, or about thirty percent return on the money. And then debt pay down is twenty one percent. Depreciation is about six point three percent. So overall, it's about a 70% return on his money, and he's making about $21,000 in overall return. That's cash flow, appreciation, his tenants paying down his principal reduction on his mortgage, and also his tax benefits on depreciation. Now, of course, since he's living here, depreciation, that's always something we always tell our clients to talk to your CPA about, because there's definitely a couple things to keep in mind there. So I want to do one thing on here. Because we're seeing a, a nine thousand percent or nine thousand dollar increase in appreciation, and we ran it at a very very conservative three percent. Even if the market goes up to five percent, that bumps up the appreciation another six thousand bucks, and takes you over return up another twenty percent to like close to ninety percent return. So appreciation, you guys can see if you move that 
number a little bit, you can go out there and have a big impact on your return. But Jenny, shouldn't we be underwriting this at uh, 17%? No, even though I would like to, I mean, that I, I feel like last year might have been a little uh, a bit of a blip uh, for historical average. So if we're, you know, if we're doing historical average, I think three to five percent is uh, is reasonable. And I think when it comes down to you know everyone inputting their spreadsheets, whether you do three percent or five percent, it's all a best guess. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Just stay within a reasonable number and understand, hey, it's going to vary somewhat, um, but expect some appreciation in our market. But make sure you expect a conservative historical appreciation amount as well. All right, so Leah, this was a a great property. Obviously, this is a huge mm-hmm. win for a client. I'm assuming he's a he's a young gentleman. If he does this, a few more of these, I mean, this is life changing. Fifteen years down the road, like literally life changing. Yes, it is. So, what's his plan going forward? Like, what's the rough strategy for him? Like, he bought this place. He's getting stabilized. What's the next steps? Mm-hmm. So he he's just thinking to about uh, 2025, um, and he wants to be cash flowing about $1,500 a month. Um, so that is like you know his his goal right now. And um, like Jenny said, he's wanting to just keep this as a room rental, uh, and he's thinking about purchasing his next house hack here in about two years or so. So he's on the right track. So he gets another, what, three of these? He'll be pretty close to the goal then, right? A mm-hmm. 1,500? Yeah. Yeah. What, three three to four, depending on how things go. Um, right. Awesome. Well, as we wrap this up, any final thoughts that you want to share? You know, I think just throughout the process, um, just the timing, just hopping on this property when we did, um, just being quick with it and being diligent and patient. So it just worked out perfectly for us. So that would be my, that would be my note. Great. What about you, Jenny? I mean, exactly what Leah said. I think it was funny when we saw this pop up, I I, no sooner than, you know, I got a chance to, to read it. She's like, I'm already in the car. I'm on my way over for a (laughs) shower. That's great. yeah. And then that, and then the confidence that our, uh, lender was able to exude to the seller and the listing agent to show, Hey, you know, what happened last time with your, your previous contract, that's not going to happen this time we are going to close. So I think those, um, all kind of worked, um, for the buyer's favor. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point. Yeah. Offering those assurances. I mean, this is not the first deal and won't be the last deal that we win on behalf of our clients because we have our act together. We have other A-plus professionals on the bus with us, and, and we get the job done. So that's a great thing to point out, Jenny. Awesome. So this has been phenomenal. This is archived, or the numbers are archived on the website. Go to Colorado Springs. You'll see deal analyses. You can find it on there. And if you guys have questions on this property, reach out to Leah, reach out to Jenny. If you're down in the Springs and want to invest, want a house hack again, reach out to us. Um Reach out to Jenny. She'll get you oriented with the market, help you come up with a strategy. Her and Lee will help you go out there and find the property, execute on there, and we will get the job done. And even though in this market, it is tough right now. We're all taking more black guys. We're all taking more uh, you know, swings at the bat and striking out more. 
We can still go out there and find properties that make sense today that also fits people's real estate investing strategies. So thanks for listening. Jenny, Leah, thank you guys for taking time out of your busy day. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Bye, everyone.